Oh, well, that's one way to start the episode, I suppose. No, there was not a passion, (laughs) enough passion to that. One more time with feeling. Fuck! Hello and welcome to this week's episode to Seattle. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Take that out. Don't use that one. Nah, that's staying in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we are a travel podcast with ideas brought to you by Sarah brushing her hair a hundred times every morning. Some people get their best ideas in the shower. I get my best ideas while staring at my own face in the mirror. Mine just pop into my head. We are a travel podcast for people who always talk about stealing animals but don't actually do it. Did you see me tweeting about that like 30 minutes ago? Absolutely not. There is a zoo. But for reals, I did not see that. There's a zoo in France that lost a red panda and nobody has any idea where it is. So Have they checked my sister's luggage? It'd be better if she was in France. She would totally steal it. I quote tweeted it with, well, he's definitely not here, so don't come looking because that would be a waste of your time. (laughs) Totally not here with me. So in about half an hour, this podcast is going to be interrupted by the French authorities knocking on Sarah's door. Ma'am, you have to give the panda back. It doesn't want to eat ramen with you. But I wasn't in France, I swear. A likely story. (laughs) Rummages. And they're just gonna be like, well, whoopsie, bye. No real apology, just oops. Oh well. And if you're gonna be arrested for something, stealing a panda is pretty cool. But it's a red panda, so they're like, more portable. And they're kind of exactly. like a cross between a trash panda and a cat. Which makes them the best next to pandas. I feel like calling them a panda is a bit of a stretch. They're just like a classier trash panda raccoon. That's raccoon, but by the way. they're so fluffy. Penguin first. <laughs> Penguins are nippier. Let's get, let's get something a little less beaky. Yeah, pandas can bite too. Red or normal. Red or giant. They'll bite you if they want to. Have you seen a panda move? I think you'd have a good 15 minutes warning before they fully clamp down on you. Yes. Some of my favorite panda sightings had been drunk panda. What was that? Glasgow? Mm Mm-hmm. And then there was also pooping panda in Beijing. Where it just kind of like tilted up, took a poop, and everybody like cheered. It was the best thing ever. (laughs) It's exciting. Oh my a bowel God, it movement moved. indicates it good health. It's a healthy panda. Everyone should be excited about that. Yeah, those panda poops were probably like the size of my cats. <laughs> like softball sized nuggets. Those were some big poops. We are a travel podcast for uh, people who like to talk about animals pooping. I am not sold on that idea. We'll work on it. <laughs> We're workshopping, folks. So, do you have a cocktail? Uh, sort of. I was told that we need to do something with this because it's been in the fridge for a while. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Um, I'm not a huge energy drink person. Unless I'm doing an overnight shift at work and then, like, everything's screwed up. Uh, so I have one of the Bang energy drinks. There we go, for Sarah to see. Thank you. It's Um, very important. And it is... (laughs) 
It is. Yes. Miami Cola is the flavor. What does Miami taste like? Dolphin suntan lotion and regret. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> Uh, I was I was told it tastes like flat RC cola. Ooh, that is not promising. No, and I'm like, well, that's good content right there. I'll try this on the podcast. I like that you sniff your energy drink like a sommelier. Give it a good swirl. It smells like cola, but with like, I don't know, a hint of sorrow. <laughs> Oh, that face. Oh, that is not good. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Nope. This is... Nope. This is a hard nope. <laughs> this is terrible. She says before taking another sip. Ugh. Okay. We're just gonna push that off to the side and pretend it doesn't exist, because good lord. Now I'm sad. Well, sorry. Remember back in the day when they had, like, Jolt Cola? Mm-hmm. Where it just had a whole bunch of extra caffeine and sugar? That was the way to go. Not Miami Cola. Oh, God. The taste is <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Well, hopefully I will have slightly more luck with my cola because I am also trying something new what is a cola though it is a cola damn look at us don't tell mike though it's from the enemy it's a coke product it is i have a special limited edition christmas coke that is cinnamon flavored oh no pepsi totally had a cinnamon pepsi and it wasn't good so i do not have high hopes it starts off tasting just like Diet Coke and then finishes off super cinnamony. But it's not bad. I think I'd like it more if it weren't the sugar-free one. I was going to call it, is it a Pepsi Max one? But that's not right. <laughs> no. It's uh, just Coke sugar-free. It doesn't say anything other than that. Oh. But it's fine. Oh, it's technically a Coke Zero. But it says zero only on the back of the bottle in fine print. Gross. It, my thing is that I don't really like sugar-free pop. Because the fakey sugar that they put in there often has a really weird aftertaste. And some of them give me massive headaches and some of them don't. I'll trade you. Oh, no, no, no. This is much better than whatever you just had because I saw the face you made it's not good. It's not good. And uh, I can confirm, it gives you cinnamon-flavored burps, so that's a new life experience. So they're like fire burps? It's not hot cinnamon, it's just like, it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch. You're not selling it. That does not sound good I... either. Did you not like cinnamon toast crunch? I do, but like, that's like snack food, like hand food i don't really like cereal 
I'm not a huge cereal fan either, but if I'm going to get a cereal, I'm going to get the like children's ultra sugary cinnamon toast crunch because yeah, of course. That's for like snacking on and not like eating a cereal. You know what I mean? No. No, no. It's, not- it's too sugary. It has actual sugar on it. Your hands are going to be like Cheetoy, but sugary could, Cheetoy. It's fine. It's fine. You know what's not fine? If you say so. This drink. And I'm really sad. I need something else. Well, if you are allowed to bring a product from the enemy into your house, I mean, that's not a bad option. If you can I'm, get it no. in a non-sugary one. No. It's it's around and nobody's buying it. And I'm like, that sounds disgusting. That's pretty good. I mean, it's not a bad option. I don't drink Coke all that often anyway. But if someone was like, all we've got is cinnamon Coke, I'd be like, eh, okay, sure, whatever. It's not the best endorsement, but. You choose death. You choose death. Tea and cake or death. Yeah. (sighs) Cinnamon things, when it goes to like the hot cinnamon, I don't care for. Well, this isn't hot cinnamon at all. That doesn't sound good either. I don't know. It does not sound good. Does not appeal. Well, then you're just not going to have to drink any. Okay. I'm kind of okay with this. Right now, the cold yeah, is not. I figured you would be. They're not a good choice right now. So, do you have an update? Uh, yes. The new bed is magical. I love it so much. What's your sleep number? 30. I don't know what that means, but sounds good. Well, 100's really firm, and 0 would probably be like no support whatsoever because it's too soft. So, it's just, it's so nice, and then like it has the responsive air, so as you move and shift, it changes to help support you still. Mm-hmm. It's like you're like perfectly cocooned. <laughs> I think the cats like it. So, I mean, you know, it was a slightly terrifying day when the bed was delivered for the cats. Oh, they weren't entirely thrilled, but I am. <laughs> it's so great. It is so good. I feel like I'm actually getting better sleep, which is pretty impressive for someone who doesn't sleep well to begin with. Have you ever considered getting one of those setups where you just hang from your ankles and sleep that way? I feel like you as a Dracula would really appreciate that. No, no, no. My people have moved on from that. We like being flat. Mm. But in total darkness. Oh, good. Yeah. But yeah, new bed. Oh my gosh, it's magic. It is so magic. I want a new bed. Hey, potential sponsors. We like beds. So, uh, hit us up. Yeah. (laughs) Nice plug. What's your weekly update? Uh, my update is that I discovered a show on YouTube that's really, really funny called Under a Rock with Tignataro. And it's a talk show where comedian Tig Notaro interviews people, but she doesn't know who they are. And she has to figure out who they are by talking to them. 
because she lives under a rock and she doesn't know any famous people by sight and it is so funny and you could like there's some guests where they're totally game and they think it's freaking hilarious that they a famous person are not being identified and there are others where the guest is slightly less comfortable with that <laughs> like what there's one who is a sportscaster who had met her at an after show and she did not know who he was now however long later on her own talk show and it was so funny it reminds me of my mom trying to describe any celebrity ever that oh um that one person you were you were on that thing you know the thing huh it's good because i mean as a comedian she's much more funny than my mother is so that's what makes it good but Interesting. uh yeah definitely that's, check it out yeah, under a rock with Tignataro, watch her scramble to figure out who the hell this famous person is who's talking to her yeah it's like i'm not fully selling it i promise it's really good there's one with um kaylee cuoco from the big bang theory and she looks kind of baffled that tig doesn't know who she is and the moment, so they ha- she has to figure out their name, their occupation, and what they're famous for by the end of the episode. And they figured out, she kind of figured out that Kaylee was an actress. And then she finds out that she's on the Big Bang Theory. And she goes, oh, that's like a big show, isn't it? Like, oh, <laughs> love it. Just the look on Kaylee's face, like, oh, wow. When they said under a rock, they weren't kidding around. <laughs> A plus would recommend. Any hoodle, I think it's time for the news. So, here is a story about why travel insurance is very, very important. And it's not something you should wait to get. If you think, oh, it can wait a little while, no, it can't. Air New Zealand recently discovered that they need to repair the engines on their Dreamliners. Not one, not two, but all of their Dreamliners. And on the 18th of November, they announced that they would be canceling some of their holiday routes because the planes that should be flying them all need repairs. And the insurance agencies have come out and said, well, if you got insurance more than two days, more than a day and a half after the announcement was made, we are not covering your cancellation. So they announced on November 18th, and if you got insured before the 20th, you're golden. If you got insurance after the 20th, you're screwed because it was public knowledge that the flights would be canceled. And as such, you can't be insured. You were already aware that the flight would be canceled. The same would go if you got injured and then you got travel insurance. Right. Well, you knew you were going to cancel. We're not going to insure you. That's called insurance fraud, kids. And that is bad. Big time bad. Like almost as bad as smuggling 200 pounds of cocaine on a cruise. 
yeah, you knew that was bad. <laughs> oh, those crazy uh, Canadian but, gals. Air New Zealand is saying that these cancellations will affect 14,000 passengers Ooh. over the next several months. Ouch. Yes. And they don't believe that the engines that ultimately need to be replaced on these planes can be replaced until 2021. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So their plan is to code share a lot with Qantas for their flights between New Zealand and Australia. And they're just, from what I can read, they're just kind of winging it for the U.S. because they have some planes that they can sub in instead. They can charter some planes, which the idea of an airline chartering an airline, I know this happens, but it seems a little silly. But uh, they said they're going to find a way to make it work, but until then it's gonna be a little touch and go yeah and i think this is a good reminder that even big airlines big successful not going to go under because of something stupid the even these airlines can have issues and cancellations so i know some people say well i'd get insurance but i'm flying with american airlines what could happen a lot can happen yeah. Just because they're big and successful does not mean that they can't come up against unforeseen issues. So get that insurance and do it before they make the announcement that they're canceling their flights. Yikes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. better to have it and not use it than not have it and need it. Yep. Or something like that. So if you're flying Air New Zealand sometime over the holidays, just double check that your flight is actually going to happen. Yay. Yikes. Good luck. Yay. Well, because holiday travel isn't stressful enough. Maybe, maybe it's time to plan a detour. Maybe you stop somewhere else before you get to New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, unless your flight is within New Zealand, then, yeah, then good I, luck. Hope you can find a car. Yeah. Yikes. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But speaking about Christmas travel, let's talk about places to go, things to do and see during the crazy holiday season. So when a lot of people think about holiday travel, particularly Christmassy travel, they think of Christmas markets. They think of Germany, I think, and Christmas markets. Well, I think most countries in Europe have some variation of Christmas markets. So my mind jumps to Germany, but... Maybe if you're from Sweden, you think about Swedish markets. I don't know. Everybody's got them. Everybody. Pretty much. So what we tried to do is come up with some more of some of the more unique Christmas markets. Because, to be honest, lots of the Christmas markets kind of look similar. Like in Dusseldorf, I don't know how many we have, but they're all pretty similar. And you'll see a lot of the same booths repeated and so we wanted to go a little bit more out of left field with these for instance one christmas garden we christmas garden (laughs) christmas market (laughs) we could have a christmas garden too that's where they grow the elves (laughs) and the reindeers i was gonna say candy canes but sure elves uh candy cane no the swirly twirly candy cane forest exactly it's right before the brooklyn bridge wasn't it? Or the Brooklyn Tunnel? 
uh, tunnel of some sort. I don't know. Watch Elf. <laughs> so, for instance, in southeastern Germany, in the city of Wilshofen, there is a Christmas market that is entirely floating. They have taken a river cruiser and turned it into a floating market. So where normally you'd see like rooms that people would stay in, they'll have little stalls of Christmas like goodies and whatnot. It also has its own massive floating Christmas tree on board. And there's caroling and Wait, food. Is the Christmas and drinks. tree floating on top of the floating market? No, but it should be. They should put a little pool and then float the tree into the pool. Well, I'm disappointed. That's what she made it sound like, is that the tree floats, too. By floating, she means that they're just dragging the tree behind them. <laughs> just a string of lights. <laughs> Held on by a string of lights, behind. yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the tree just kind of sinks when they stop. So, if you're looking for a unique Christmas market experience... Go to one on a boat and sing I'm on a boat. Oh my gosh, could you imagine like a choral version of I'm on a boat? Jesus. Um, <laughs> now this floating Christmas market, is it just floating or is it like a river cruise? Will there be murder or norovirus? <laughs> there could be. There's always the possibility opportunity lies wherever you look for it but <laughs> oh, i don't like these I think it's dogs. <laughs> i do believe it is docked okay so then if it's docked then it's not really a cruise so there shouldn't be murder maybe just a slight hint of norovirus just a dash okay. it's one of the toppings you can sprinkle on your christmas bratwurst nothing says christmas like snossage and norovirus yeah, I mean, some people like onions, some like mustard or sauerkraut, but norovirus is there just in case you want it. Pass. But but they charge for condiments here, so beware. Go easy on the noro. <laughs> Don't overdo it. Oh, good lord. Um, another interesting Christmas market that I found is one called Valkenberg an de Gul. My Dutch is a little rusty. It is in the Netherlands, and it's a Christmas market that is built into a literal cave. What? It's a cave system. I go there. And they rig up lights, so it's all, it's kind of eerie looking, to be perfectly honest. Okay, well, that's not fun if there's lights in the cave. But it's like Christmas lights, and it's like bouncing off of crags, and it looks a little bit spooky. But maybe that's just my interpretation of it. But it's all of your favorite traditional Christmas market stuff. But it's in a cave. At night. That's cool. Yeah. I would be a little bit scared I'd take a wrong turn somewhere and suddenly just decide, well, I guess I live in this cave now. But I think they probably thought ahead and prevented that from being possible. They probably block off no-no zones in the cave. <laughs> just saying. That's a lot of liability if you don't. Yeah, probably. Hopefully they bought their insurance ahead of time. <laughs> Before someone uh -huh. went missing. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting Christmas market. And this one's really, really cool. Like, I, there's more material on this one online than the others so far. And that is the Christmas market in Singapore. 
It's called The Christmas Wonderland at the Gardens by the Bay. The Gardens by the Bay is a really famous landmark hotel in Singapore. You've probably seen it, whether or not you knew the name. It is that hotel that's the high rise that has the swimming pool, the infinity pool that overlooks the city. If you saw um, Crazy Rich Asians at the end, when there's the swimmers and they're having their party up in the like in the pool that's up in the skyline, uh, that is the hotel. And you've probably seen like the artificial f- lit up trees in Singapore that are like two, three stories high, or maybe more than that. This market takes place in that area. So those fake trees are lit up to be Christmassy and they have a light show. They have artificial falling snow, sort of like they do in Bellevue. And they all have carnival games and street food and everything is sort of your traditional Christmas market, but with a Singaporean Chinese twist to it. Of that it's fancy as fuck. Yeah, pretty much. But isn't it isn't it but the platform's all open air isn't it yeah exactly so it's how do they do the falling snow it's at the hotel but not up above it's like at the area around it the grounds around it okay i'm like shit they thought of everything (laughs) that would be amazing can you imagine falling snow at an infinity pool yeah that's what i was thinking there was (laughs) and i'm like wow damn singapore so let's go yeah, it looks amazing where you might have traditional food stands that sell like sausage and crepes and whatnot. It's got like fusion Asian food. What's not to love yes, about please. that? I'm going to Singapore. Screw Germany and their Christmas markets. Right? Ah, that's cool. I want saute with my Santa pictures. <laughs> I don't want the Santa pictures. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> But what if you could get him to eat satay with you? That's a pretty memorable Santa picture. Just cheers. <laughs> uh, if these locations are the Netherlands, Germany, or Singapore is a little far for you, just hop on Google. Um, in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle area, there's a lot going on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's always zoo lights, which is a good fun time to wander around a zoo in the dark. Who doesn't love animals and Christmas lights? You know, I hadn't done zoo lights in a really, really long time. I know I went when I was a kid, but we went again a few years ago with my niece and nephew. And it's really cool. Yeah. Like, I think having not been in a while, I thought I'd show up and be like, oh, eh, this isn't as great as I remember. No, it's really cool. <laughs> it's it's just fun. So, I mean, I'm going to imagine that most zoos probably have a holiday thing. Just because it helps keep, uh, you know, the cash flow going. Mm-hmm. Um, in Seattle, there's the Enchanted Christmas thingy that's at the baseball field. Which, that was, a, I think they started it, I don't know, last year? Yeah, I think last year was the first it's year. It's more recent, and it was like, people are going nuts to get tickets to go to this. It's a big thing. Um, apparently, there's like a light maze. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the ice skating rink, I think. Which sounded kind of cool to me. Because it's, like, fun and dangerous and competitive. <laughs> How now do you I'm thinking, ice skate? I might need to go do this. Yeah, ice skating through a light maze. 
Um, there's also a bunch of like Christmas markets or they do night markets here, which I went last year and uh, there's some really cool stuff and it's not like necessarily your typical Christmas gift things, but they're really cool gifts. There was a gal that uh, like crystallized things. <laughs> she had like that died naturally. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> I might have said methamphetamine. No, that's not a Christmas gift. Well, you said, well, and she crystallizes. Mm, I was like, oh, what do I know that comes in crystal Thanks. form? No, she had like bees that died from natural causes. And then she like got them to have like crystals grow. It was really cool. I'm confused, yeah, like but I'll take stuff. your word for it. It was really cool, like cool taxidermy stuff. That was a big hit with the kids that were at the night market with their parents. Like they're super fascinated by it. Uh, local handmade jewelry, art, chocolates. It was cool. I'm trying to get myself to another one because that was fun. A lot of cool local artists, handmade things. Got a really cool chicken uh, painting for my aunt for Christmas. It was a watercolor the artist made of her chickens. And I said, oh, that's perfect. Because my aunt has, like, a fleet of chickens. A whole fleet. She has a fleet. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Unless the chupacabra gets in there and then, you know, it's sad. But yeah, check out, I mean, the nice thing about a lot of the markets, especially around here, is it's a lot of local handmade, shopping small, all that good stuff. You can find some really unique things, too. Uh, and I think part of the reason... I like Christmas markets, but I think, at least in Dusseldorf, they're becoming a little overly commercialized. So it's a lot of the same stuff, booth after booth. So if you can find a market where it's actually unique, locally made artisan, craftsmen, like things that people made with their hands, that makes way more special presents than... Thank you for showing me your jazz fingers. That helps me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Made with your hands. I just look okay. up and I see Melinda doing jazz hands into the camera. Like, okay, then. Those make way more special gifts than something mass produced. And more unique. Especially, yeah, especially when it has like more of a backstory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This artist painted her chicken chickens i think it was like three of them and she was so excited that i was buying it because it was her birds <laughs> it wasn't just you know random birds these were her chickens it was cool she was really excited and i'm like i love it do you think i could sell pictures of my pets no i will sell you a picture of moose no for only one hundred dollars wow okay she painted this and it wasn't even that much I took the picture. I will give you 50 cents. Okay. I'll send you an invoice. Oh, God. <laughs> I should have gone with a penny. <laughs> I regret everything. I mean, he has to earn his keep somehow. And if that means selling pictures of him for profit helps him stay fed. Melinda, you are helping to feed him. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> oh no, Sarah McLaughlin's no, okay. coming. I like 
I like that your, like, contingency make money fast with your pet scam is to sell pictures of them. I have a whole plan where my cats are stealing wallets from people. Uh, Are you the artful dodger? I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. I'm just saying, I've, I've, it's kind of like we have, like, I told... I'm prepping the cats. I love that you just said, I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am, to Charles Dickens. I'm glazing over that so you can't <laughs> accuse me of anything. Come on now. Oh, that's amazing. This is my denial, so I can't be accused of anything. Mm, mm. But no, like, I've been prepping the cats because we've had people that are just, like, cutting through the backyards and being creepy. And I've told them if someone comes in the house and they don't know them and they try and pick them up and take them or something, they claw the shit out of them. And take their wallet? And, well, you know, that'd be cool, too. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm trying to uh, prepare my cats for safety, like you would children. <laughs> that, wait, whoa, whoa, let's, let's pump the brakes for a second. As you would it's children? It's like how you tell your kids, like, not to talk to strangers if someone, like, tries to tell them that, oh, your mom sent me to pick you up. Like, don't do it. You don't know them. It's kind of like when I'm, I'm having these talks with the cats. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I think one's listening. You sure <laughs> about that? Yeah. But we, we have safety talks sometimes. <laughs> like, it's good that, you know, Allie will let me pick her up because in case of emergency i'm grabbing her and stuffing her in a kitty carrier so we can get out she needs to be okay with being picked up i fully have like an emergency plan for the animals and for a while when i didn't have an actual cat carrier i just kept looking at birdie and going i need you to be okay with being in a pillowcase oh (laughs) mean (laughs) Like, worst case scenario, the cats are just getting tossed into the car. Yeah, I don't have like, a car. You can roam around. Just, yeah, see? Oh, poor birdie. If I ever needed to escape something, I'm doing it on foot. You don't. You won't even wrap her up in a blanket. You're just straight up shoving her in a pillowcase. What's the difference between a blanket and a pillowcase? Well, the pillowcase makes it sound like you're going to, like, you know, abandon her. Oh, no, no. She's going to be my cat bindle. <laughs> she has a carrier now. I don't know if I can reach the cat carriers, actually. She might be too high up for me. This is a problem in my life, like, often. In case you were wondering. <laughs> I hope you don't have any height-related emergencies. No, it's fine. I'm just going to toss in the car and we're going to go. No cat carrier required. No pillowcases. Because that's sad. Pillowcase is a pretty standard emergency cat carrier. Or animal carrier. That's just... Oh, she's going to shred the shit out of that and get out and be like, you bitch. Have you met my cat? She couldn't shred anything if she tried. She'd give it one swipe and be like, ugh, I am lit tired. If she tried, she could. The problem is she doesn't want to try. <laughs> Effort is really hard. Anyways, what were we talking about? Christmas markets. <laughs> so, on the topic of Christmas markets, and... Google, find local things. It's way cooler. 
This is true. The only... Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, so, if you have found yourself at a Christmas market and you find yourself surrounded by food options, what should you try? Well, dear listener... Everything. 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 Not just some things. Everything. And if you live by one, you just spread it out. You don't have to do it all in one night. Just go every night. Three-day markets? Well, that's three days of meals planned out right there for you. This is true. You joke, but there's a Christmas market. No, I'm not. I'm serious. There's a Christmas market where I have to transfer trams on my way home. It's like, oh, look, Christmas market's open today. You know what that means? Bratwurst for dinner. You know what that means tomorrow? Bratwurst for dinner. You know what that means for the rest of the month? I think you know. Try other things. I do. Try the roasted nuts. Uh, Yeah. Do you want to read the note you put after? I'm not kidding. I've seen a booth for roasted nuts, and it was called D's Nuts, and it was hilarious. (laughs) Did they 